This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I am thrilled today and fortunate to be joined by Dr. Nassim Afsar. Dr. Afsar is both a doctor, she's also an MBA, she's the UCLA uh, School of Management, brilliant leader who now also serves as Chief Operating Officer at UCI Health. UCI Health is part of the University of California Irvine system or University of California system, but UCI Health is the, is the, is the hospital and health system. Thrilled to have Dr. Afsar join us today. Dr. Afsar, can you take a moment and introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about UCI Health and, and, and thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. So uh, thrilled to, to be here on the podcast. I am currently the Chief Operating Officer here at UCI Health, where I oversee our ambulatory and inpatient um, operations finance strategy and work um, very closely in building and construction, our public safety office, patient experience, among, um, among some of the other um, areas of focus. In the past, um, I have worked in operations, finance, uh, population health, quality, strategy, network, and business development, both at uh, UCI and UCLA in a number of different capacities. I'll be honest, I think my current job is, um, is the most fun I've had and, um, and have had the, the ability to make the most amount of impact in, in this role and happy to, happy to chat about that. Well, just really a magnificent career. I mean, you, you also have an MHA, a master's in health, uh, and also, you know, went to the Geffen School of Medicine. I just watched this fascinating documentary about David Geffen, so the near and dear on the mind right now, listening and thinking about that. Talk about what you're most excited and focused on currently. Where, where do you find yourself putting the majority of your time as COO as in this world of COVID and COVID vaccines and everything else? What are you most focused and excited about right now? Yeah, I, I am actually really excited, um, Scott, about the future of healthcare. I think COVID, um, uh, alongside its challenges, really provided us with the opportunity to to be able to fast forward a lot of what we needed to do in healthcare, to be able to integrate technologies more effectively into our healthcare delivery systems, um, and and to be able to be flexible and change and be responsive to our to our patients and and consumers, and so I spend a lot of my time kind of in this space of what's the what's the future of healthcare, which really is moving further and further away from um, the the brick and mortar uh, being you know within the four walls of our clinics or our hospital to uh, patients' homes. So during COVID, we actually launched our hospital at home program, which has been going strong now for um, close to 11 months, uh, really helping patients recover where they are comfortable at home. There is a uh, list of over 30 different services patients can receive while they're at home to ensure their recovery. We are working on bringing urgent care to patients' homes, um, you know, with, with the click of a button and, um, and doing a telehealth visit. We can bring diagnostic and therapeutic uh, services to patients' homes in Orange County to be able to uh, meet their, their needs at the comfort of their home or their uh, place of work or wherever they are. Um, we're really revamping our virtual care platform to make sure that it is responsive to the needs of our patients um, in both primary care and um, and specialty care. And I'm really excited to to work closely 
and really look at the market in terms of what are the uh, new and upcoming health technologies that are going to fundamentally shift our focus instead of delivering care to delivering health. How can we move upstream and really focus on prevention, leveraging these technologies so that we have more um, health and well-being in our communities? And take a moment. You talk about technologies that will make a difference. What technologies, and you could name names, not name names, as long as you're not slamming somebody's, we don't want to get sued, but anything that you're particularly excited about on the technology side, we'd love to hear. You know, there are a number of different um, technologies, Scott, at at different stages that um, it it can track and evaluate a person's health, whether it's in um, in their home or as they are walking around. Um, you know, our, our ability to monitor vital signs and, and basic information has gone incredibly good and, and quite non-invasive, meaning as you are walking around living your life, um, the, the, the data um, can, can be collected and, and leveraged to say, are you walking the same amount? Has your pace slowed down? If someone has heart failure, putting context of of a chronic illness, does that mean that maybe they've got fluid buildup in their lungs or that their heart is not pumping as well? So we can really um, leverage the power of of big data um, and and provide a a hyper-personalized assessment of what's going on with that person. And then how can we prevent um, that, that disease process from progressing? How can we then, through um, early warning sim- uh, systems, be able to intervene so we don't have to wait until someone shows up in an ED to get treated? And, and let me ask you a question about leadership and advice you would give to younger physicians or younger leaders. You've had this magnificent career, 19 years at UCLA, now a total leader at UCI, uh, also spent time as the president of one of the professional societies. I mean, what a magnificent career. And, and through all of that, did constant learning and growth. What advice, um, I mean, multiple degrees, constantly learning, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be a great leader and or just have a great career? A few pieces of advice you'd give people. Well, thank you, Scott. You know, I, I feel incredibly privileged to have um, had a career where I, I get to continually create and, and innovate and, and make larger scale impact. And I think that's that's something th- that I've been driven by is where can I go? What can I do to be able to, to bring greater impact to our, our patients, our communities, um, and, um, and our organizations? I think the advice that I would, I would give actually goes back to something that you said, which is so fundamental to how I think and, and function, which is you really have to have a growth mindset. You have to be a lifelong learner. Um, I um, just completed taking an, um, an AI course on uh, Coursera, uh, by Andrew Ng. I strongly recommend that. I'm now taking some machine learning courses. Um, I, I think, you know, to step outside and beyond what we do on a day-by-day basis, um, to be able to continually be exposed to new ideas, to, to um, grow and learn. 
um, you know, I, I started coming to, um, you don't even know this, but I started coming to the Becker's conferences really early on um, in my career and made some really great uh, partnerships and friendships out of that, that over the years have led to great conversations that have challenged my thinking that have enabled me to grow. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you have to continue to challenge yourself. We're in a, um, in a time in, in history of healthcare where the opportunities to, to be able to make a difference are quite significant. And um, we do that by continuing to push and challenge each other and continue to, to grow and think larger and larger to be able to, to move things forward. So um, I, I do feel incredibly fortunate to, to have had a, 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 the, the opportunity and the privilege to, to do that. It, 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 this concept of a growth mindset it's so, so important. And take a moment, Dr. Afsar, on there are times when all of us are at different levels of exhaustion, burnout, tired, et cetera. How do you constantly sort of come back to and try and find that growth mindset? Can you talk about that a little bit, about how you refresh yourself so you're able – I mean, you've had this magnificent career, a constant learning career. It's really amazing. Talk about how you find the energy you know, to take a deep breath, and keep on growing. Can you talk about that for a moment? That's hard for a lot of us. Yeah, you know, Scott, I, I honestly really struggled with this when when COVID hit. I, I am an extrovert and I, I get a lot of energy out of um, interacting uh, with, with the outside world and interacting with people, uh, both professionally and, and personally. And um, a, a lot of the coping mechanisms that I had spent all of my adult life developing in order to be able to deal with, uh, with stress um, and the pace of work, um, you know, th those options weren't available once, once COVID hit. And so I had, to, um, um, I, I had to kind of reconstruct what my, what my routine was. I have always been an athlete. I, I, I love to exercise. I, I, for me, that's a big part of my, my mental and, and physical well-being. That was easy to continue. Um, but I started a couple of other things. I have now more seriously than before have started meditating on a regular basis. Um, I integrated yoga and, um, and then the practice of self-compassion because I think you're, you're absolutely right. What we do is incredibly challenging. It's very difficult. Um, but in some ways, it, be, it becomes routine. You know, it's, I, I'm a hospitalist by uh, background and, and clinical training. And you get to see um, some very, very difficult things when adults have to be hospitalized. Because as adults, it, it, things have to be pretty bad for us to, to be in the hospital. Um, you know, you get to encounter some very challenging situations going through COVID and leading our team um, through COVID, we encountered some really heartbreaking and difficult times. Um, and being able to practice self-compassion regularly, um, being able to be mindful about the challenges that we're going through, being able to acknowledge that um, has really helped me then be able to move through it. Um, and so, you know, it, it, this is what worked for me. I do truly hope that um, everyone tries and explores things to see what's the right fit and the right balance for you uh, to be able to re-energize, rejuvenate, and continue to do the, the tremendous work that you're all doing. 
No, it's a magnificent perspective. It's sort of this concept of growth mindset, constant learning, and constant sort of uh, refreshing and taking care of oneself and so forth. It's it's what the, back in the day Stephen Covey would have said is sharpening the saw, uh, but constantly sort of like refreshing oneself so you can maintain that growth mindset and that constant learning mindset. It's really a remarkable career, Dr. Avsar. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What a pleasure to visit with you, and what a remarkable perspective. Uh, congratulations, and thank you very, very much. Thank you, Scott. It was an absolute pleasure. I look forward to future uh, conferences and meetings. Well, thank you, and can't wait to have you back on our podcast. What a, what a remarkable guest and, and, and just way of approaching one's profession and career in life. Thank you so much for joining us.